Hello, you are listening to the Nourish Gut Podcast. This space is for the woman who is suffering from digestive issues like IBS and SIBO. I am your host, Carly Raven. I am a naturopath, clinical nutritionist, gut health expert, and mother. My mission is to help educate you about IBS and SIBO and take you on a journey to resolving your digestive issues. I will have real conversations and give you solutions that I know actually work. So if you're ready to be bloat-free, poo better, have more energy and become free from the fear of food, then you are in the right place. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Nourish Gut podcast and welcome to episode 19. Today, I want to talk to you all about SIBO testing. So I'm really excited because at the end of 2021, we launched SIBO testing um, uh, available through us via the website and it's been really awesome. We've had lots of people already getting their gut tested and I've been getting lots of emails and questions about SIBO testing since I launched that. So I thought let's do a podcast and talk about why you would do a SIBO test, who should do a SIBO test, what is a SIBO test, and what is a SIBO test going to tell you. So if you're curious about SIBO testing, this episode is going to be perfect for you. Um, I also want to make mention if you're an IBS sufferer, you absolutely want to keep listening because it could be, you know, a little bit of that case of like the puzzle piece that you've been missing this whole time. All right, let's jump in. So SIBO testing is basically a breath test. Now, what the breath test is looking at is the gas that is being produced by the bacteria that may have been overgrown in your small intestine. So what's happening in the case of SIBO is you have an overgrowth of bacteria hanging out in your small bowel and they consume and ferment um, carbohydrates. And um, what we have when it comes to SIBO testing are solutions, which include lactulose, fructose, and glucose, which the, that can essentially feed the microbes in the gut. And so when you drink those solutions, you can actually see a response, right? And the higher the response, the higher the peak um, in comparison to your baseline. So that would be, you know, without having a solution within the first 90 minutes, ideally can actually diagnose and indicate that you have SIBO. So there are different types of SIBO. And so that's methane, hydrogen and hydrogen sulfide. And when you do SIBO breath testing, um, you can look for all of these, all right? And so if there's excess methane production happening in the bowel and hydrogen production happening in the bowel, you'll be able to pick this up based off all of those three solutions. Generally, a lot of people will recommend just a lactulose uh, breath test. However, I suggest to all of my patients and to you guys who might be considering getting a SIBO test done, 
If you can just go that little bit extra financially to get the three, it is best because it gives you the greatest chance at actually making sure, you know, and ruling in or out the SIBO. So I have had some patients that have done a lactulose test and it came back negative for SIBO. And I was like, oh, like, I just swear you have SIBO. Let's just run the fructose and the glucose testing. And we found positive results. All right. And the really great thing is also when you do all three, you're also looking for fructose malabsorption. And that's really important because it just adds another layer of what might be going on. So if finances are an issue, definitely just start with the lactulose. Um, however, ultimately, I think it's really important to, you know, consider getting the, the three solutions done if possible so that you just know for sure what's going on. Now, the way that you do a SIBO breath test is via breath. So um, it is quite a long test that you need to do. It can take up to three hours because that's the time that it takes for these solutions to travel through the digestive system. And you're looking for fermentation, excess fermentation in the small bowel, not the large bowel. So naturally, you're going to see some fermentation happening in the large bowel. However, we don't want to be seeing that in the small bowel because that would actually indicate that you have the SIBO. So when you think of SIBO, I want you to think fermentation and gas, and then you can start thinking about, you know, how that excess um, production would be causing your symptoms. And essentially that is what's happening. You know, it is that gas and that fermentation that's causing the bloating or, you know, the flatulence or the wind or the constipation and the diarrhea. All right. And that will be really dependent on the type of SIBO that you have. So if you have elevated methane, you're more likely to be constipated uh, versus if you have elevated hydrogen, then you could be more predominant in diarrhea. So SIBO testing is really great because it's going to, first of all, kind of let us know what's happening in the small bowel and whether that's, you know, fermentation is occurring and what type of SIBO that might be. But it's really cool too, because you can actually start to see what might be happening from a large bowel point of view. Now, it's not a microbiome test. I want to make this really, really clear. We can't, you know, you're not going to get a full report of all of the different microbes in your gut that you would if you were to choose to do, you know, a comprehensive, you know, um, microbiome test, for example. But when you do get a, a SIBO test, you can actually start to see as to whether there might be um, just changes and dysbiosis happening um, in the large bowel as well. So that's always something that I'm looking for. Obviously, it's not going to give you the information that you would if you did a microbiome test. So if you're wanting to have like a full analysis of your large intestine and your microbiome, then that is a poo sample, which is really different to a SIBO test. And the thing is, if you get a poo sample microbiome test done, you can't really diagnose SIBO from that. So I think it's important for you to work with a health professional who kind of can help you navigate what that test might, you know, what the best test for you might be. But I will say, if you suffer from IBS and one of your most predominant symptoms is bloating, then I would highly recommend getting a SIBO test done because that is kind of the hallmark symptom of SIBO. 
and 80% of patients with IBS can have SIBO. So if that is you, I would start there. If you're feeling like really confused and you don't know the next steps, then reach out to either myself or someone who you feel like is confident in, in gut health so that they can kind of work out as to whether you need SIBO testing or a microbiome test. Sometimes I recommend to my patients that they get both, especially if um, like some of my patients who have SIBO and bowel disease, for example, I want to know what's happening in that large bowel and I don't want to just know small amount of information i want to know everything so i recommend to them that they get both done so you can see that you know sometimes the SIBO test can give us amazing amounts of information but sometimes we need to dig a little bit deeper and sometimes you can follow that up with microbiome testing as well but the reason i love the SIBO testing is it's a really great first point of testing for ibs patients um, and it can really indicate as to whether you've got SIBO or not, and it is so common, right? And it is un unfortunately, you know, very poorly understood and not all of our GPs and medical professionals here in Australia are aware of SIBO. Um, there are some GPs and specialists that will do SIBO testing for you, um, but now it is like accessible to you guys um, and you can order it directly through us. Um, what I have also put together as part of my um, the package. So when you buy your SIBO test through me, you will also receive a video series, a three-part video series where I explain to you how to prepare for your SIBO test. And this is really important because preparing for your SIBO test will dramatically reduce the likelihood for you to get like a false negative or positive. So if you don't do that diet properly or you don't do all the other little things and the prep before your SIBO test, you can, you know, get complete false samples in throughout your three hour period. And you can also get like initial spikes um, uh, at your baseline, which make it really, really hard. So I'm very passionate about you doing the test properly. And then I've also put in there some videos about interpreting your results. So it just kind of gives you, I've got some example past patients and I talk you through, you know, how to read if it's methane or hydrogen or be positive or negative. So you already have some amazing information there so that when you get your test result, you can get prepared as best as possible. And also once you've got your results, start to navigate that. Now, I will also email you personally um, if you order the test through me and give you a little bit of a summary and touch base with you once we have those results and send them to you um, directly. So we can then also have a little bit of a chat about what the next steps might be, especially if you're testing positive to the SIBO. So I'm really excited about it. I think that it's a fantastic option for you guys, you know, especially if you're feeling a bit confused and maybe just testing is the the first right step for you. So it is available on our website, carlyraven.com. If you have any questions, you're more than welcome to reach out to me. Um, I did also just have like an after download moment where I was like, oh, I didn't really talk to you about hydrogen sulfide. And I do, I have done a full podcast episode on this. So please go back to that episode um, and learn more about hydrogen sulfide in particular, because you can um, get an idea as to whether hydrogen sulfide is an issue for you through these, this SIBO testing. However, we're only just kind of like, it's kind of this, this space where we're really watching and learning. 
So if you were to get a flat lining in your results rather than peaks, um, this could indicate that you actually have hydrogen sulfide SIBO. Um, and you can also then, you know, if you were to do a microbiome test, you can also look for hydrogen sulfide producing strains of bacteria that might exist in the large intestine. So I just wanted to kind of touch on that because, um, you know, it's not a definitive diagnosis, I suppose, as compared to, you know, if you were to get um, methane and hydrogen positive, you know, I, I feel super confident most of the time when I get those results back. And sometimes I'm a little bit like with hydrogen sulfide, it's like, oh, we still need to know more about it. So I'm being fully transparent with that. I think, you know, in the next couple of years, we will know a lot more once we have more case studies and, you know, research that's being done in this area. But, you know, I just even this week, I was working with a patient and um, we've started treatment for hydrogen sulfide because she had that real clear flatlining in her results. And, you know, it matched her symptoms of that really smelly farts and the, she had constipation. And so I was like, okay, if you're happy, I'm happy, let's start treating and we'll just monitor it and see how you're going. So, you know, it, it can provide, you know, information about that hydrogen sulfide as well. Now, in terms of the validity of the testing, the gold standard for SIBO diagnosis is about a small bowel aspiration, but that's really invasive and not readily available. So SIBO testing isn't foolproof. You know, you know, I talked about if you don't prep properly, if you don't do the test properly in terms of the way you're breathing into them, you know, we can get uh, test results come back that aren't the best ones, I suppose. And the labs will let me know if, you know, the tests were not viable and things like that. Um, so there are limitations to breath testing, but I'm hoping that through the video series that I've created, I'm limiting the amount of like false positives or negatives or, you know, complete um unviable samples that, that I get back when you guys do it. Um, but you know, there are some limitations of the test, um, and we're still learning, but I do think it is, you know, SIBO testing and microbiome, microbiome testing, sorry, are two of the very best forms of gut testing that we have available to us. And so utilizing that at the moment is what I love to do in my clinical practice. So yeah, I, I think that they are the most uh, common questions that I've currently been getting from my patients or people who've seen that we're offering it. So I wanted to cover them off today. But as I mentioned, if you have any other questions, um, please just reach out to me and my team will get back to you. Have an absolutely beautiful day. Go out, get in the sunshine, move your body. And I look forward to uh, the next episode where I will share some more information about IBS, SIBO and your gut. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. Did you like what you heard? Please leave me a review. Would you like to join the Nourish Gut community? Then come and find me over on Facebook and Instagram. If you would like to know more about how to work with me or how to order a SIBO breath test, jump on my website. All of the links can be found in the show notes. See you next time on the Nourish Gut podcast.